Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A little blood, sweat, and tears with the spinning wheel. What goes up must come down, and that's not just a team status in relationship to the NFL salary cap, but it certainly hits fairly well. Who better to talk to about the Vikings offseason to this point than the guy who puts his blood, sweat, and tears into every Sunday broadcast, Mr. Paul Allen? Absolutely. It's always exciting to talk to PA about Vikings football and, frankly, any other sport topic that comes up. But let's take a swing. We've had the the offseason is off to a roaring start. Let's go. It certainly is. We talked about in hour number one, difficult goodbyes when players come and go in this market. It's got to be tough for someone who knows these guys so well. Paul Allen, first of all, good morning. Good to have you back. Thanks for joining us again. Hey, what's up, boys? And um, happy March Madness. You know, uh, it, um, it it's mentioned, you know, talk about Vikings and or sports. But uh, this time of the year right now, ma'am, I mean, with the way this March Madness is developing with a 16 and a 15 winning and and um, you got the NBA and the NHL roaring to the finish before the postseason. Massive game today for the Wild against the Bees with all those points. And uh, NFL free agency walking up to the draft. I mean, this is this is unbelievably cool right now. It really is. I've tried to rename it out of respect for the basketball tournament. Let's not go March Madness. I go March Gladness because every time I turn around, there's a sporting event that I love. And I'm just glad that March is here because if you want it, you can find it in the world of sports. But again, we always say football is king, and my goodness, what an offseason NFL-wide. How is this for you? Because I just mentioned, you know, fans have an affinity to certain players. You develop friendships, relationships with them. We know it's a business. We hear that all the time. But it doesn't make it that much easier, does it? Well, no, no, it really doesn't. And, you know, like like for me, you know, with, with Adam Thielen being gone, you know, at least for now, but most likely being gone. I mean, I, I've known Adam so long and, and really since he was right around 21, 22, 23, that, you know, when, when I start getting back there to watch some organized team activities, then mini camp and training camp, you know, it's going to be strange not having him there, but, the, but there's going to be time that subsequently has healed whatever wounds there possibly would be, you know, so, so that one's first and foremost, but the, the hardest one that, that, that I've ever endured was after the 2019 season when um you know we uh we we beat new orleans in new orleans and then go to san francisco and the niners eventually would go to the super bowl and so so we get steamrolled by the niners and um you know i think it's a mid-afternoon game something like that so we get back like four or five in the morning and we're at twin cities orthopedics performance center after the buses brought us from uh from the plane at the airport and um you know, as I was walking to my car, I, I was talking with Kevin Stefanski, then the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, and, you know, he was going to leave and become the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, I kind of knew it was going to happen, but, you know, that was finality right there next to somebody who truly is the best friend that I've ever had through two decades of football, uh, at least football announcing. So so that, that one hit me and hurt me and stuck with me in a way that really none others have. But just from an overall standpoint, you know, from a fan, from from a fan perspective, there were a lot of Eric Hendricks fans. You know, there were a lot of Adam Thielen fans, and um, you know, who's to say what's going to come next? But um, 
it definitely is uh, the business aspect of the equation. You know, Brian, I just saw if you're an Ole Udo fan, he's coming back. It just came through. On there you go. Breaking news right here on the Northland Sports Page. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, PA, yesterday you were talking uh, with Charch uh, about favorite and least favorite signings uh, over the past bit and uh, over the past little while. And I'm really interested uh, in some of them that you talked about and where if if Dalvin Cook does indeed go, um, which, you know, you hear in the radio and you and you read um, where will that where will that stick? Where will where will Dalvin Cook not coming back or coming back fit in to the conversation you guys had yesterday? Well, the I mean, when, when it comes to the perception that you know teams have done well or done poorly, that that's exactly what it is as of right now. Perception. Uh, but it's fun. It drives your Saturday show to a certain extent. It drives my nine to noon show, and um, it drives social media. So, so that's fun. Now, you know the, this tight end Josh Oliver that the Vikings paid a fair amount for to get from Baltimore. You know, people are going to start uh, first of all. Uh, you know, just a few people had heard of him uh, in NFC country. Secondly, they're going to look at the deal and then his his stats. You know, where through like, I don't know, 26, 30, whatever games, he has like two touchdowns, 26 catches. Okay, well, then they're, they're immediately going to say, that's a tight end who doesn't catch, and here's what he got. Okay, but, but that's, you know, that's eliminating the possibilities of what's coming for the Minnesota Vikings offense. And why do they need this guy, and how is he going to help? You know, Ben Lieber on my radio show on Thursday went down a road about the way the San Francisco 49ers run offense and, and the way they run the ball, specifically behind tight end Kyle Juszczyk. Well, we have C.J. Ham, who's a form of a Juszczyk, but when, when, you, when you sign tight end Josh Oliver, who's not going to be a central focus as, as a pass catcher in an offense, well, that's an early indicator to Ben, and he subsequently shared it with me, that there is a change coming with the way the Minnesota Vikings are going to run the ball. And when you're signing players like that, it's going to have more tricks to it and motion-type stuff like the 49ers do. So, you know, really until we start playing the games and we see it, I can't say that that's a bad signing if there's some form of running game schematic change coming. And then finally, that gets us back to the head coach who, you know, is, is I mean, what a great start. 13 wins, top 10 offense. Uh, Justin almost won MVP. You know, Cousins, for my taste, had the best uh, uh, season of his career uh, with with the cold blooded nature of it, and just just when things happen in clutch fashion. So great start for Kevin, but Kevin has to realize, and I think the fans should realize that that there should be improvement. I mean, when when you hire somebody, you can't possibly expect them to be at their very best in their first year at something new. So there is improvement expected the question would be where from a head coach who calls plays i think the obvious answer would be in how and how frequently they run the ball so all of this really fascinates me because i think something different is coming and um and josh oliver is going to be part of it oh to the uh, to the running back piece when they when they re-signed madison very fair deal for alex um ty chandler is somebody uh, who was a rookie last year from North Carolina, played really well in the preseason. Uh, Kevin O'Connell is very, very fond of him, not only the way he runs and his moves and things like that, but just the guy. So those two are absolutely in. 
I mean, Dalvin is still under contract, and after they pay the two and a half million that that they're going to have to pay because of the surgery, you know, they really owe six and change, I think, or like up to seven. I mean, that that's that's a big number for a running back. Dalvin's a very good running back, but it's not an exorbitant number. So if it finishes Dalvin, Madison, Chandler, I'm not going to be surprised if they're able to trade or they 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 you know decide they want to trade Dalvin. Well, then that's not going to super surprise me either. So it's still wide open, man. It is. I think fascinating is the perfect word. I was concerned with the Oliver signing that you may have to change your album collection because Johnny Munt, I know you have all his albums. What factor will he play? But it sounds like if Oliver is more of an H-back, maybe Johnny Munt is going to be safe. I've got a ton of questions for you, but I want to let Dave jump in again first. Um, so, PA, the one thing that I've been interested in asking, so the the players voted uh, here a couple weeks ago about organizations, and the Vikings came out on top. What impact, if any, will that have on free agent signing? Well, the I mean, the facility, if there's a better one in the NFL, i got to see it. I mean, it, it's it's. I don't know if either of you have ever been there to Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center, but, I mean, it's three stories. Uh, everything's wide. You know, the, the hallways, the offices are big. The field house is fantastic. The strength and conditioning and training accommodations are as good as anybody in the NFL. The locker room is massive. Uh, the field's behind it. They have four of them, you know, and, and they're aligned beautifully. So, Players like that because they spend a majority of their lives for six and a half months in that place, really even a little longer. Um, so that, that matters a lot. The, the spirit with the team last year was dramatically different than really anything I felt in quite some time. Uh, that There just was a spirit of understanding, listening, forgiveness, happiness. Now, 13 wins is going to lead to a lot of that. But, you know, the couple of times that, that they got whooped, Philadelphia and Dallas, you know, not people didn't change after those losses. It's not like, you know, I'm waiting around for Kevin O'Connell on a Tuesday to do my one-on-one X's and O's. And, you know, he comes in just crotchety and grouchy and just doesn't want to do it. And, you know, really makes doing the job difficult is everybody stayed the same the whole year. There was, there was a humble nature with humility when they won. And there was not the freak out factor, anxiety or angst when they lost, they just fixed things and, and just moved on. Now, after they lost in the playoffs to the Giants, you know, that's when you start thinking about goodbyes. So you had people who were genuinely, markedly more quiet than they had been during the season, and I understand that. But, you know, the accommodations for for this football team are elite. They're, They're the best I've ever seen in my life. So I want to talk a little bit about another goodbye. Dave asked you about one, Delvin. I want to talk about the other because we have this sentiment for people like Thielen and Kendricks because of the longevity but on the field, is it possible, depending upon what Dean Lowry, et cetera, can do, that Delvin Tomlinson might be the one that's missed the most just because of production? Well, how about that with the Dean Lowry signing? Right. Now, you know, I know Dean, Dean got hurt last year. Um, Dean and Tyler Lancaster, when they played for the Packers, you know, those were a couple of the most underrated guys that, that I and we would see on the schedule the entire year. And, and whether it was just against us, but not for Dean, man. I mean, he, you know, he's had like six sacks before. And, and Dean is, is an underneath guy in the 3-4 defense who can rush the quarterback. So, so that's very sneaky uh, because rushing the quarterback, uh, specifically if Zadarius Smith is not on the team, well, that, that, that's still very precarious to me. Now, so, so Dalvin Tomlinson, the deal he got in Cleveland, I mean, it, it, was, it was a fat deal. And obviously, you know, the, the Vikings weren't willing to pay that type of deal. Dalvin, 
Dalvin was his importance was super magnified when your your linebacker playing all the snaps was Eric Kendricks because he's undersized. So when Dalvin went down, Kendricks game game fell off a little bit. Likewise for Jordan Hicks, and Hicks is back. So now that your defensive coordinator truly is a linebacker coach at heart, and the draft is coming. I mean, I fully expect them to draft one or two linebackers who are markedly bigger and can hold their own uh, against offensive linemen better than what we have or had. Dalvin had like two and a half sacks. You know, they wanted him to get to the quarterback more, and it just never materialized. So, so I mean, th- there's room for Dalvin on every single team, including this team, Tomlinson. But if, if Dean Lowry uh, is the Dean Lowry I remember off this injury, uh, he's better than Dalvin Tomlinson, and he's had a better career than Dalvin Tomlinson, but you're rolling the dice off an injury. Um, so, again, that, that all leads to pass rush, man. I mean, you've you got to find a way to get defensive ends and, and, and tackles like Harrison Phillips and guys like that to rush the quarterback and, and put more pressure on them than we did last year. Continuing the segue of rolling the dice off an injury, Byron Murphy plays the corner position like his hair's on fire, and it's very fun to watch when he's out there. But people that may have been, say, Googling more information on Byron Murphy when the signing came down saw nine games last year. Well, what happened to this guy? If he's healthy, he's great. But how big of an if with back issues at corner do you think it is? Yeah, I mean, and, and even if he's healthy, I you know, until I watch him and you know really see how he plays, I can't say he's great. I mean, I mean greatness – Greatness goes to the very best of the best, man. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is great, and Chris Jones is great, and Justin Jefferson is great. You know, you know, By- Byron has had a, a very nice career, and you know, Byron is a thicker kind of guy. And we've played Arizona so much that I've just, I've just, you know, I've delved into who he is, either watching it into or watching it back. So, you know, I, I pretty much know who he is. I'm, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play inside. Uh, the Chandon Sullivan nickel slot uh, position because of his phys- physicality and he can cover. Uh, and you're still void an outside guy, in my opinion. I mean, I think you're going to start a Caleb Evans. You're going to use Byron Murphy inside and you're going to give Andrew Booth a second round pick who didn't play last year. You're going to give him a chance to win a job because he was a second round pick. And if he stays healthy, he should win that job. You're also going to draft one, maybe two, uh, and maybe even with the 23rd overall pick. So, so that all meshes into the pass rush, man. I mean, um, you, you can have Deion Sanders and Lester Hayes on the outside, and if you ain't rushing the quarterback, they're going to get beat. So, so they, they can, I just stress the point heavily because finding dynamite pass rushers in free agency is impossible. So it has to happen in the draft, and you got to either get one early or you got to hit on one in the middle, and, and they need to do that. Absolutely do. We are talking Viking offseason with the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. But you mentioned that this is a time that there's plenty of sports to talk about. So let's shift outside the NFL because it is the offseason. I know you're a big Wolves guy, big NBA guy. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I learn more about the NBA from your fantasy basketball segments than I do watching TNT. But Anthony Edwards goes down last night. Everybody in Minnesota is still kind of holding their breath. This team is decimated in terms of superstars by injury. Are they deep enough to do anything? And who gets the torch next? Well, I mean, for the Timberwolves, they, they're going to have to get Carl Anthony Towns back. They're going to have to get him up to speed in a hurry, and it's going to have to work. And that's pretty much it. This point guard, this veteran point guard they have, Mike Conley, he's like 34, 35, so he's right at the end, but he's very smart. I mean, he's the kind of guy with whom you can win if you have complimentary scorers around him. Uh, Rudy Gobert, their center, you know, he's not known as a scorer. 
and and Anthony Edwards is as good a scorer almost as you'll find in the NBA. So now you get to the ancillary pieces, kind of like what we were talking about with the Vikings, the the Dean Lowrys and 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 guys and Byron Murphys and guy like guys like that, players who never have been stars. Well, they're going to have to elevate their game, specifically the bench guys, because they're not the greatest three-point shooting team in the history of the NBA. So, you know, if they can get Carl soon with Rudy and and get Anthony back from whatever happened last night, and with this Conley cat at point, you know, then if you can get that thing right, man, then then you could do a little bit of damage. But I mean, in a seven-game series against the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns or teams like that, or maybe even the Denver Nuggets, but more so Phoenix with Durant and um, and the Golden State Warriors, the champs. I mean, I can't I can't predict the Wolves are going to win that series. That'd be ridiculous. I think you're right. Speaking of ridiculous, 16s over ones at one time was ridiculous. Now in the last five years, it's happened twice. It happened to Virginia against UMBC. It happened to Purdue against Fairleigh Dickinson last night. My bad pun of the day was I think most people thought Fairleigh Dickinson was a biography about Emily. Nobody's going to want to borrow that one. But let's talk about the brackets. Who do you like? What have you you enjoyed so far? Uh, It's fascinating. It's more fascinating to me right now than free agency after a week uh, in the NFL, and here's why. Because of this portal bit and this this name, image, likeness, NIL thing, more so the portal thing. Um, Sadly to many, but I don't really follow college sports closely, but those who do, you know, it, it has really become a version of pro sports where because of the transfer portal, you can play the free agency game. And because of companies willing to pay players uh, via name, Im- image, and likeness, well, then you can get into bidding wars and win bidding wars and get the best players to your school. So, so that has changed the landscape. And what I mean by that is now the, these Kentucky Wildcats, I mean, this is a blue blood squad that has underachieved for X amount of years. They got beat by St. Peter in the first round last year. Well, they, they beat Providence yesterday. So I'm watching that game and learning more about them. Uh, they got the Sheboy cat who plays down low. He's like a Greg Monroe, uh, never, uh, or, or Corliss Williamson back in the Arkansas days. Ooh. You know, Billy Richardson would love guy. that drop. Nicely done. Thank you. But he, he's this big guy who ain't going to be great in the NBA. But anytime the other team goes on like a 6-0 run, you just throw it to him and he either gets to the foul line, gets a rebound, or makes a two. He's just that big Greg Monroe, Corliss Williamson type presence inside that, co- that in college basketball is really difficult to stop, uh, specifically in a game where the identity of teams are that of the outside and hitting threes. That's why Penn State won that first game, and I think Penn State's going to win today. But see, now we get to the portal bit. The, the Wildcats, when you read up on them a little bit, they got this cat named Reeves, who played really well last night, very important to them. Well, he was a transfer. They, they, they got another guy who was like a super high blue chipper in high, in high school basketball, went to Iowa, transferred from Iowa to Kentucky. He didn't have a great game yesterday, but doesn't mean he can't have great games. He has unbelievably good pedigree. And then you got the, the, the Sheboy bit I talked about. So you take that and then magnify it with other teams, with the transfers and everything. It's, it's just fascinating how you can construct a team now and what you can do with it. Now, conversely, and, and this, this is certainly not fact. I mean, I'm just spitballing with, with these thoughts with the, with the Golden Gophers basketball team, the, this cat battle. Well, well, they had that seven-foot California high school kid who was going to come here, and he backed out. Well, now they got this cat battle who's going to, uh, I think, enter the transfer portal and leave. 
So if you're a bad team, which is what the Golden Gophers basketball team is now, for whatever the reason, their record's bad, they, they just are perceived as a bad team. In the portal NIL age, I, I'm just wondering, if you are bad, will you stay bad for a while? Right. Because all the high school people with the advisors are going to be like, man, dog, I ain't going there because this team's terrible. It, it's, it's in the cornfields, even though we got a bunch of uh, Fortune 500 companies. They won't look that far. You know, so I'm just a little concerned that the flavor of the day that gets good for a while is going to stay good and get better. And if you're bad, you're going to stay bad for a while because of the the portal. Nobody will transfer. They'll go the other way, transfer out. And with the NIL, you know, you're going to be able it's going to be easy to outbid you because the high enders aren't going to consider you. I don't know, man. It's very good. It's very confusing. It is. All right. I got to give you one more question because I'm loving this. I think Spitball with PA has podcasts written all over it. But just to cover hey. just to cover one more sport, because we had you on when you were doing play by play for the wild in the NHL, not too terribly long ago. So I thought of you during the chaos that was Blues Wild earlier this week. How much would you have loved to call that? It's interesting you say that, Brian, uh, because, you know, I, I, I firmly believe I had an opportunity to call a couple of games this year in that same suite. And uh, largely due to uh, my daughter being in college in Denver, um, uh, just increasing and maximizing uh, the amount of church speaking that I'm doing and, and a, lot, a lot of ministering with people in churches that I'm doing that I wasn't doing last year, you know, I just didn't think I had time for it. And, and I should have made time uh, because I'm missing it badly right now in March watching this team. And I just really enjoy doing the job, man. So, so I got a regret with that. I'm generally a person who doesn't have many regrets. Um, so the answer is yes. I, I wish I had two coming up. Um, and, and what I really like about them is when you bring the new people in, you know, they're, they're, that doesn't necessarily always click. And then, and then during that time, you lose the best player on your team. During a time, you got a goaltender in Gustafson who clearly is playing better than Flurry, and that seemed to elevate Flower to play better and now you can count on both of them for the most part. So it's just been over the last month, the, the way this team has morphed and developed, and now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're playing exactly the style of defense Everson wants. Right. The new guys are contributing. The goalies have, have improved each other by competition, and they're scooping a bunch of points without Kaprizov. Uh, you know, and, and then now the bees are here today. With uh, with Pastor uh, Pasternak and Bergeron and and um, and the great goalie and all those high enders, that's going to be unbelievably cool today. Charlie Coyle's back in town, man. So it just keeps getting better week by week with this team. And um, and uh, you know, in a wide open Western Conference, if they get Kaprizov back playing defense the way they're playing now, yeah, they absolutely can get to the cup. Amen, my friend. Love the versatility from Paul Allen. It's almost yep. like you have one of my favorite radio shows ever. <laughs> I appreciate you each and every week. Let's talk again soon. Amen. Amen. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, thanks to everybody who listens to it, and uh, God bless all of you. Thanks, B.A. God bless you as well. That is Mr. Paul Allen. I love that. It's so much fun to talk any sport with him. It's hard to believe we had him on so long. We did, believe it or not, begin by talking about the Vikings. Yeah, I, I just whenever you get an opportunity to talk to somebody who has a specialty, but also is really, really broad in breadth, um, it's amazing. And that's what we just had. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. Bumping out with fly as me. Hard to find people as fly as Paul Allen. We're going to fly to Justin May next Northland sports page. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On the Northland Sports page, some music we may not hear very often during the baseball season this year, but we'll have more on that in a moment. Right now, it's time for Justin May's Buy or Sell. Justin May is one of our illustrious sponsors. Dave Cook, go ahead and tell us about the rest. Absolutely. We have Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota, Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's, and as you were saying, Brian, Justin May. Our agent at Messina & Associates. Absolutely. He is our guy at Messina & Associates, and he's back. He had to take last week off, but we almost did, too, with our show getting bumped to Monday. But, Justin, you were texting me on Monday because I talked to Pat Andrews about multi-sport athletes and how many he has. And you said, man, this is my wheelhouse. I should have been on. I'll give you the floor today to kind of make up for a week ago. And, of course, good morning. Good morning. Love the closer music, Timmy. The trumpets is just outstanding. I think, uh, Dave, you could put that in my wheelhouse for – Closing real estate deals, that's there perfect fitting. I do love uh, how Pat was passionate about the kids playing multi-sports, and I was a huge proponent of that in my whole career at UMD and still am. And, and with my own son, it's very important to us. And obviously, you know that I'm <clears throat> my wife's the volleyball coach, and she feels the same way. So I like how Pat was uh, very supportive about the hockey players playing baseball, playing football, running track, doing a little bit of everything, and it's just healthy. It's better for them. It's better for the overall fitness of their bodies and for the detraining side of it. And nobody ever talks about detraining, but it's just as important as training for the season. But uh, coming off the season is, is ideal. I find it interesting, Justin, that with uh, with with hockey being played all year and baseball being played pretty much all year, um, how they balance the I want kids to play multi sports, right? But then they're playing. You know, it's not just hockey, basketball. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm picking on Pat. I mean, I'm talking about in general how you balance play every sport, and yet you got to play this sport to get better at it. Yeah, it's one of those. Rhett McDonald says it too, Justin. He says, you know, I love the kids that play multi sports, but then they get to the basketball court and it looks like they haven't picked up a basketball in four months. So it's the give and take that I think Dave's alluding to. It's it's impossible, and you know, you do have to do something once a week that's related to the sport that you're playing, but you don't have to train every day. My favorite day of the year, every year when I was with the hockey team was the two weeks after the season, we would have to train because the coaches are adamant about, you got to get back on them. We got to get ready for next year. And they're all excited and it's a new start and everything. I used to take the hockey players and hand them a basketball. It was the funniest day of the year. Every year they were Awful basketball players. I agree with that. For us at Duluth East, we called that intramurals. The hockey team had a team on the basketball court, but it was one that we could basically call a bye week. Go ahead, Dave. You know, Justin, one of the things that, that and I'll be interested to get your um, take on this, uh, when I see multi-sport athletes, it's almost like they see the sport that they're focused on in a different manner. And, for instance, hockey players who play baseball see it kind of three-dimensional now rather than just puck on, on ice. Am I right on that, or is that just, you know, Dave thinking out of his ear? 
No, I agree with you 100%. It, it definitely opens up different avenues, and it gives it, – it's a motor learning process is what it is. It, it's how the brain connects the different waves that make the different movements happen. And you got to do 100,000 movements correctly to make it all work the right way. <clears throat> but you might have to do 700,000 movements to get those 100,000 correct. And Greg Aker was a perfect example of this. He would take his – football wide receiving skills and do the same thing in the outfield for baseball. It was incredible. That's why he was so good at both. I think that's very well said. I also think it's very well said by Dave Cook because he radio cleaned that up. I've never heard the expression thinking out your ear before. I had I had different orifices in mind, but the ear works too. Now let's talk about your other wheelhouse, which of course is real estate. And Justin May, I gotta give a little bit of a personal testimonial here because it is so important to have a great place to call home. And here's why I say it. I just finished doing 180 some odd games over basically five plus months. This is the first week in forever where I didn't have a game and I work from home during the day. I spent so much time at home doing nothing this week and I loved it because home is a place that you can really land and be comfortable. How much do you stress that of, Hey, this is the biggest purchase arguably you're ever going to make. Well, it's becoming more and more important in the new world that we live in. Right. I mean, this is the biggest thing to come out of COVID the, the, the downtowns, in my opinion, are are not downtowns anymore. I mean, lake properties have doubled in, in price because people are finding out how to do this now from home. And so how important is that? How important is it that you're going to spend 90% of your time doing work, raising your children, uh, being a good parent, being a good uh, husband or wife? Right. All that's Gotta happening that. in one spot now. Very, very important that you find the right spot for that. No question about it. So if you have home needs, contact Justin May, 218-310-9559. Dave, you have more before we play by yourself. I I do, and it really ties into what you guys are saying. Uh, Justin, I have a friend who's decided they bought some land, they're going to build a house. And besides mechanicals, because I talked to them about that. I said, Justin and I talk about mechanicals all the time. I said, so I was going to, they asked if I'd ask you this, actually. So when building a home from a realtor's point of view for a seller down the line, What's something they should consider? Wow, that's a, such an open-ended question. I I, it, I, I don't know if I'm an expert enough to answer that, but uh, bathrooms and kitchens sell houses. Uh, home offices are becoming so important to, to pile on what we've been talking about. Uh, you can't ever put enough money into a master suite, so it's oh, just yeah, an yeah. open-ended question, but it always comes back to with me and you, David, mechanicals. you got to make sure those are perfect. You knew he'd get mechanicals in there I somewhere. Did. His segments are almost mechanical each and every week. The highlight of the segment for me is always playing buy or sell. We should get an HVAC company to sponsor Justin's sponsorship. There you go. I was pushing better marketing here guy. on the Northland Sports I page. might have to reach out for that for you guys. There we go. Perfect. We can make that happen. So let's play buy or sell. If you're new to the show, first of all, where you been? Second of all, here's how it works. I give a statement for each of the four major sports leagues. If you agree, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree, you say sell and you tell me why. Justin May's primary responsibility, besides his opinions, is telling me the order in which we're going to play. How would you like to do it today? Let's go. Here comes a curveball NFL. Wow. I was completely ready to open with the NBA because you always (laughs) get that one out of the way. But the NFL, the offseason is in center stage, if you will, for a lot of people. Buy or sell this. Whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers, whenever he leaves Green Bay officially, buy or sell that Packer fans will miss Brett Favre more than Aaron Rodgers. 
I buy that 100%. Brett Favre was a great human being. The other one, I don't know if he is. So, Brian, I'm also going to buy that, but it's because of the folk hero part of it. Right. Brett Favre is a folk hero. Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. It's kind of like what we talk with baseball. It's art versus science. And I, think, I think they've missed art. I agree, but I think that's what makes it a fun topic. I think Aaron Rodgers is much better of a quarterback than Brett Favre was. But Brett Favre, like you said, folk hero is a good way to put it. The interesting part is, is he a good human being or not? Are either of them good human beings? Brett Favre had lewd pictures. Brett Favre had financial issues now. Wasn't necessarily when he was a Packer, though. Right, and I think he gets a bit of a pass. And, and you know, in Green Bay, the Magic Man is still revered, right? And so I think the folk— Is he, though? I do. I think, I the, think he is by us. I think the folk, I think the folk person in uh, Green Bay matters much more— than the science that is, well, science and, and mushrooms that is the current quarterback. That's fair. He's going to get killed. Justin, man, I'm going to put one more little caveat on this because if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets like Favre did, goes to the Vikes like Favre did, then what do you do? No idea, and kudos to, to bo- all those topics because maybe Brett wasn't such a great human being, but he was a heck of a, a lot more likable than this current guy. True. I think that's true, but I think that's true from a perspective of Viking fans because we learn to like them as well. All right, the NFL is by the boards. What's next? Let's go with NHL. All right, the NHL, we could have had a tremendously memorable moment during the Wild Blues game. You could argue that we did. Buy or sell, and maybe this has something to do with your stance on fighting in the league, buy or sell, it was a shame that the goalie fight between Bennington and Flower wasn't allowed to happen. Uh, I buy that. I'm a mid-90s guy. Remember Osgood and uh, Patrick Waugh skating to center ice? It didn't get any better than that. Even though I'm not a proponent of fighting it, it's more for the crowd than anything else. But it's still one of the highlights of my youth watching those two go, all right, let's just go. Right. I, I'm going to sell that hard because the Wild right now are winning because of goaltending. Uh, that being said, Bennington's nuts. And so I don't want Flower to go fight somebody who is – willing to, you know, do whatever it is just to show he's Bennington. Right. I agree with points that both of you make. I'm going to side a little bit with Justin. I just think it would have been neat to see because I didn't expect that out of Marc-Andre Fleury. I was a little bit shocked when he was down that end of the ice going, okay, I'm ready when you are, and it didn't happen. But again, this late in the season, we know what injuries can do to different teams. We know that Gustafson's been good, but it's good to have two. Oh, and it's good to have the second one, maybe, you know, a Hall of Fame guy. Right. Just think about that. He's the Hall of Fame guy, and he might be the second one. I think he is right now. Justin May, what's next? Um, Let's go with baseball. All right. So Major League Baseball, you said you love the closer music. I bumped in with that for a reason, because Edwin Diaz is now done for the season because he got hurt while celebrating at the World Baseball Classic. Justin May, you've been a huge proponent of don't play games that don't matter. I don't think you can convince people that games for your country don't matter. But buy or sell that it's a good idea to have major leaguers in the World Baseball Classic. I buy that. Uh, the World Baseball Classic is probably more important to a lot of people than Major League Baseball is. Major League Baseball is a money-making outfit, and the World Baseball Classic is just like the Olympics. You're playing for your country. So I have to go against my own morals on this one and say it is more important. It's so interesting to me, Brian, because these guys are getting paid by their Major League team. Uh, and so the major league team is allowing them to go there. But, I mean, this is really too bad they don't have, like, massive insurance policies right. on these guys for the World Baseball Classic. Well, and that's the thing, because I buy 100% what Justin's saying, 
But what about the timing of this? I mean, this is in the heart of spring training. Opening day is less than two weeks away. Can't we have a Cuba, Dominican Republic of Venezuela host this and put it around Christmas? It'd be a little bit different. That's how it'd have to be because, I mean, if you do it at the end of the season, these guys are all gassed. Right. I get it, but I just think there's dog days of winter here that aren't dog days of winter elsewhere. You could certainly play it in a different spot and maybe give it more love because look what it's up against right now. It really would be interesting to have this in Cuba where all the where the baseball is king, king, right? Uh, I don't think you could have it in Venezuela because they got other issues, but I'd love to see something like this in, in Cuba and let them host it and make a few bucks on it too. I would also. All right, we're closing with the NBA. He throws the ultimate curveball at really me today. Did. But it's a bit of an injury theme by yourself today because Anthony Edwards injured last night for the Timberwolves, who already don't have Carl Anthony Towns. By yourself, that the Timberwolves, minus those two for at least a slight foreseeable future, are not going to be a playoff team. I buy that. I don't think they've been a playoff team all year. They're struggling to put things together. And I just want to add, the reason why I left this as our last one for the day is in your little bracket challenge, you see me coming. I'm not winning, but I'm coming. Well, you are, but I love the guys that celebrate going into day three. Dave Hoops did it last year, too, and I think he ended up at the bottom. But I shouldn't say that to you, Justin May, because you are a defending champion. I think, Brian, the the trick here is that the Utah Jazz have probably sprinkled losing dust somewhere on the uh, on the Timberwolves. Maybe Mike Conley brought it with him, because if you're right and they fail to miss the, or fail to miss the playoffs... Goodness gracious, Utah's going to have an early draft pick right. right off the Timberwolves. But one, we don't know how bad Anthony uh, Edwards is. Right. Cross our fingers. It looks bad. Uh, but doggone it, you know, Cat, feel free to come back someday. and Because it just he either tore his Achilles or he sh- I believe he should have been back by now. I think that's true, and we got an update finally this week. But the update was he'll be back in the coming right. weeks. Well, there aren't that many weeks left to the season. That's not enough. If those two both can't play... I think it's very possible that they missed the playoffs. But again, the caveat is what does missing the playoffs even mean? Because there is the play-in tournament. There's a good chance they can stay in that mix. But in the Western Conference, as crazy as it is, you lose two, three in a row like the Wolves have, and you go from fifth or sixth to twelfth. Who fills who fills Anthony Edwards' role with the scoring? Is it are you gonna make Jaden McDaniels a legitimate three? I was guy? gonna say if you watched the two overtimes against the Bulls last night, it pretty much had to be. Yeah, he is he seems to be the Old guy. Old man Conley wasn't brought here to do that. Yeah, no. I think it's gotta be Jaden. And if I'll tell you what, if he gets to that level because he had more opportunity, next year this team could be really, really good. I absolutely agree with that. The crazy part is the Timberwolves can't win at home. If you want a winning home, you can get it with Justin May. Justin, how do they do that? Just get a hold of me anytime at 218-310-9559 or log on to mzr.com anytime, 24-7. Give me a call. Absolutely will. Now, you mentioned the brackets, defending champion. What do you got? Who's your champion and why? And I know I could get it, but I want to hear from you. I got Kansas just because of where they're from and uh, the tradition that is there. I love the knockoffs. I, I just This is why the tournament's so incredible. You guys all know I'm not all that much of a basketball fan, but I pretty much watch every game for the next two weeks, so it's exciting. It definitely is, and I knew you were into it last night because you texted me asking, who's that guy in first place? So I told you, so I know that you have your eye on the prize once again. Always fun to have you on the show. We appreciate it. Let's talk again in a week. All right. Thanks, fellas. Have a great weekend. You as well. That is our guy, Justin May, our realtor at Messina & Associates. Give him a call, 218-310-9559. He mentioned brackets. We'll do drawing lines talking about ours, embarrassing or not. Stick around. We'll be right back.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We love to think we're like no one else. We are the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We're only driving you crazy for about another 10 minutes. It's been a fun show, and it's a fun time of year sports-wise, Dave Cook. It drives us crazy, but in a good way. And I'll tell you what, our sponsors might be a little crazy for supporting us, but we love them. Absolutely. And the craziest then would be Arola Architecture Studio because he's been around us the longest. Yes, his drawing line segment is next. Absolutely. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, and Famous Dave. And I am with the famous Dave, Dave Cook. We had another famous Dave earlier today, Dave Hoops. I think the commonality that everybody that's been with us today is just the appreciation of this time of year in sports. So for drawing lines, courtesy of Aurora Architecture Studio, we're just going to draw lines all over the place because prep basketball, college basketball, college hockey, NBA, NHL, MLB, World Baseball Classic, NFL offseason. Yeah, right. I think we've covered all of it, but we're going to close with Touching on all of it. Well, and college baseball is going too. And right. college softball is going. So yeah, that's college it's tennis. Busy, Talked busy. to Shea Calloway last night. UMD's going strong. Yeah, it's it's nuts how many things are going on right now. Absolutely. So drawing lines maybe starts with a piece of paper just to your right because when we came in today, you immediately started drawing lines through your yeah, NCAA right? bracket. That's the tough part when you got to cross folks out, but you're feeling pretty good. There's some good games today. Uh, there are. There's some important games, and there's an important game for you and I in this challenge. Right. Basically, if either one of us is to continue with any kind of shot, the winner of Duke, Tennessee may dictate that. Yep. We do have the same national champion, so that's not a huge deal. Right. But I have Duke very far. They play Tennessee today. You have Tennessee quite far. Yeah, I have Tennessee in the Final Four because I've, when I watched them this year, I liked what I saw, and you have Duke quite a ways. and Because yeah. that's what I do every year, and sometimes it helps, sometimes it burns me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's that's a big one. Tell me this. Did it surprise you that Purdue lost? In the first round, yes. Overall, no, because we touched on it when Nick Cooper was here Monday. He had him as the national champion, and we kind of went, uh, I don't know about that. There was, a, there was a Timberwolves game earlier this year, and I think it was against the Kings. And the Kings, yes, it was, because Sabonis got kicked out. And they brought in their their center who could run a little bit. And he made Gobert look terrible. He put Gobert on skates the whole end of the game, right? It's seven foot five is really cool to have if you're punishing game after game after game. But a one game thing, I'm not sure he helps Purdue. And that's, I think, what happened. No question about it. Meanwhile, if you'd love the Furman run from their opening round win, I think you're hoping for a big comeback already. San Diego State up on Furman as we speak to you. Late first half, San Diego State up 13. Later this afternoon, we touched on Duke-Tennessee. I think that's the game of the day, in my opinion, at least in terms of an even matchup. We got Kansas versus Kansas plus two letters. That's Arkansas versus Kansas. (laughs) Will the AR win or will Kansas win? Eric Musselman fans will be going go hogs. Well, and I think Arkansas is a scary team. Like, they can get hot and run. And then Missouri takes on Princeton. Princeton kind of the darling of the tournament until FDU said, hold my beer. And then we've got Houston 
against Auburn later tonight. We talk about what you and I need. We obviously need Houston to keep rolling. Yeah, that's right. And again, Auburn's uh, Auburn's not going to be afraid of Houston. That's the thing when you get in this round, when you get the big conference underdogs. Yeah, they're not afraid of anybody. And then you've got Texas and Penn State, I believe, in that same region. So you could, if it goes according to chalk, have a matchup that is Houston-Texas. Northwestern versus UCLA. And then Bama versus one Big Ten team that at least showed up. Maryland looked okay in taking care of West Virginia. Another team that can scare you because Maryland's, you know, the expectations for Maryland going into the season were very high. And uh, they just haven't performed most of the year. This is a game where they could pull their socks up high and, and bite Alabama, which again would be awful for me. So that is today's games. Tomorrow, Michigan State plays again. We were very close to having a Michigan State affiliated guest today. Former UMD Bulldog Dave Hauser whose kids are very popular housers, one at Michigan State, one at the Boston Celtics. Yep. He's been very busy watching basketball. He got some good camera time during Michigan State's win yesterday. Yeah, that's what I said, saying. hey, I'm looking at you. When are we going to talk again? We were going to do it today, but he had a chance to have brunch with Joey, so he should do that. Yep. We may get him next week. Yeah, and that'll be exciting, especially if Michigan State continues. It wouldn't help me in the least. It would help me. But it uh, it would be uh, nice to be able to hear excitement. And, of course, you know my rationale behind picking Michigan State to beat Marquette. Marquette is what Badger fans are going to jump on now and pretend that they're great, so I just want Michigan State to I win. thought maybe it was because you were a Spartan fan. Well, kind of. You know, I'm a Kirk guy. Yep. I guess i got to be that true and true. But, meanwhile, state basketball for the girls wraps up today. Providence Academy watching Madden Greenway is just something to behold. Yeah. MIB is in a state championship game as well. Yeah, you know, and, and it's good for MIB because, granted, they're a bit of a powerhouse, but they're still a small school, and they really don't get any credit down in the cities. And to go down there um, and bite teams, I really like that. Right. They're seated number one because of the work they've done, but you're right. In the Metro, people are learning about who is MIB. I tell you what, they're going to know after today, I think. Yep. No, I, I hope so. And then on the boys' side, Hermantown plays Orono. No, we're not going back to last Saturday morning when you and I did that hockey game. The Hermantown boys are at state. They found out Tuesday afternoon they get Orono. Orono, top five team in that class. Yeah, and you said earlier that Orono got them pretty good earlier yep, in the season. That was at Orono. So on the on the plus side, though, that's going to give Hermantown, uh, they're, I'm sure they watched a lot of film, and uh, hopefully they found some holes in Orono's game they can take advantage of. We'll see. Hermantown got to the state tournament by beating Denfeld back on Thursday. That game was at Duluth East. Kudos to Duluth Denfeld. That was a team that I believe won four games, maybe even less last year. Yeah. Found themselves in a section final this year. That's the turnaround. Well, and, and we talked about it earlier um, about turnarounds based on, you know, one season. And we talked about it with UMD's basketball with Jesse Robinson earlier. And you wonder if this is a type of game getting that far that can help turn that program around to honestly where it should be. That used to be a good basketball program. It'd be nice to see him get back. Absolutely, it would. If you've got a sport that you want to watch, you've got a chance to basically see it this week. Does it get better than right now? No, I think right now is is probably, I mean, we had this contest way back. Maybe we need to do it again. What what's the, the best month of the calendar the year? Month? And, and March 1, if I remember right. But you know what? I think it's what month do you do it in? I think we need to have that contest in like May or June when there is nothing going on because we bring it up in September when you've got high school football, college football, the NFL starting, baseball's in a pennant chase. Then you've got October, where all of that, all the football I mentioned, takes on a little bit more of a body to it, if you will. And then baseball's in its playoffs. The NBA and the NHL yes. are going. And then you go to March, and we just talked about everything. Too often we do it in one of those months, and I think when you do it determines who wins. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably true, Ryan. And I know the last time I think we did it in the fall, 
and October we, got a win. And we both said March, and then we started backtracking because it was like, no, this is going on, and this is going on. I wonder if we should do the reverse. We don't like to be negative Nellies because we got enough of that because we're in Minnesota sports fan region, but maybe we should do which calendar month stinks in the world of sports. <laughs> yeah, and right. I think some of the summer months would probably win, but good luck convincing us of that because we're baseball guys. Yeah, no, that that's a really interesting question. I suppose it could be uh, February because the Vikings are done by then. Speaking of baseball guys, next week, because we've only got about a minute left, next week is our last show before Major League Baseball plays regular season games. We hope to get Sadie Keller. We hope to get Lavelle Neal. It doesn't feel like with all the winter stuff we just talked about and look outside, all the winter stuff that's still there. Yeah. But it's going to be a baseball preview type show next week. That'll be fun. It's about time, Brian. And it looks like the Twins have some depth and some star talent. And and if Cleveland comes back to earth like I thought and the White Sox don't, uh, I think that the Twins have a really good shot. It is a little bit scary because I agree with you. And the Twins being promising should be a good thing. This is Minnesota after all. We're all skeptics. Ah. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our guests. Thank you, Northland. Have a heck of a weekend. Enjoy March Madness. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Brian. You bet. Thank you, Dave Cook. Northland Sports Page. Have a good one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.